This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. That's Chains, Chains by UFO. I always wanted to get uh, UFO as the theme to one of my broadcasts. Actually, who we kidding? I've, I've done that literally since the beginning of my radio career. Uh, that song, Chains, Chains by UFO, has some significance. It was supposed to be the theme song for the ESPN poker drama, Tilt, starring Michael Madsen. But uh, they went for the Black Crows instead, maybe because people had heard of the Black Crows. Anyway, welcome to the uh, debut edition of the Mark Madden Unfiltered podcast. Uh, this is the sports gambling version. We'll do uh, two per week. One will be about, who knows, this one will be about sports gambling, but not really because um, there's more to life than gambling, although you wouldn't know that by junkie gamblers. Now, for the first time ever, talking on mic is my producer from my show that airs 3 to 6 every day on the X, Tom Offerman. Tom, how does it feel to actually be allowed to talk into the microphone? I'm a little nervous, actually, to break the microphone. Oh, okay, right now. okay, you've said enough. You've said enough. Okay, good. Don't don't lose track of who the people tuned into here. No, no, it, it's it's great to do this. I'm sure you'll do a terrific. And are you a gambler? Lightly gambler. I'm not a huge gambler, but I'm going to pick it up a lot now that we're doing this podcast. And Bet Rivers is paying the bills. Well, right. If this can you know make you gamble and and ruin your life, I I think that's no. We're kidding. Bet 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 with your head, not over it. But um, but I'm going to talk about uh, what I've been betting on quite a bit and to no great success, although I feel I'm about to turn the corner. I've been betting on Premier League soccer, but let's look at some of the um, some of the NFL futures and, and how they've been affected by recent developments. First and foremost, the Deshaun Watson suspension. Yeah. Tom, he got 11 games and a $5 million fine, and what they basically did was they split the difference. They took the six-game suspension he originally got from Judge Sue L. Robinson. The NFL wanted to give him a full season, so they just went right down the middle with 11 games, a $5 million fine. And boy, it's a weird world we're living in when the sports league, arguably the most powerful sports league in the world, certainly in the U.S., they're negotiating a suspension. Did that catch you by surprise? Wouldn't that be great if you got in trouble in real life and you could go into the police station and be like, listen, you want to give me 10 years, but why don't we cut this down to like six and I'll pay a little bit extra and fine money? That would be a fantastic if life could work that way. iHeart suspended me for three days recently. There was no negotiating at all. I, I, I should have brought in Deshaun Watson's agent, maybe the NFLPA or whatever. But um, 
Now, as we speak, and I mean this literally as we speak, the Online River Sportsbook is shuffling Cleveland's odds for futures bets. The 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 over under for wins, uh, you know, odds to win the NFL championship. And before Watson got suspended, Cleveland was a real long shot to win the Super Bowl at plus 3,000. Now, I think that was because they were sure he was going to get suspended they assumed, for, yeah. Yeah, for a lengthy period. They just didn't know the exactitudes of it. But um, to your mind, how does this affect uh, Cleveland's chances? Obviously, drastically. But if they were plus 3,000 when Watson was going to get for sure six games, it's got to be up pretty high now, right? I mean, when, when Rivers... Sportsbook finally settles on a number. You're talking about winning the Super Bowl, right? Yes. Like going all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's got to be astronomical. Now, they're a huge long shot because even if the Browns stay afloat through the 11 games that he's not in, you'd have to assume it's going to take a, a couple games for him to get his feet wet, right? He's missed so many NFL games in the past couple of years that it's not going to be like week 12, drop right in, I'm going to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. You know, the... Uh the first game back is going to be against Houston. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that that that's uh, <laughs> who knows where Houston will be by then because they're not going to be good. Who knows where Cleveland will be by then? But but okay, here's where you could hedge your bet and maybe get a bet in at big odds for Cleveland to win or like we're going to talk about their odds to win the division. What if they go get Garoppolo? Do you think Garoppolo would sign up for that? Because he's kind of picking his own spot now. They told his agent, you have permission to seek out a team, and then we'll work with the team. Do you think he'd be like, yeah, I'll do 11 games, and then back to the bench? Yeah, but what better alternative presents itself? Like, would he be better off uh, for the sake of establishing that he's a force to be reckoned with still? Although I don't see how anybody can conclude otherwise. He's done great in San Francisco. He's a winner. You question all the time on the show whether San Francisco That's should move mistake. on from them. Yeah. That's a mistake. Should have stuck with Garoppolo and... Um, had Trey Lance wait another year, or, you know, had Trey Lance start this year and make Garoppolo the backup. And and that could still happen, you know. I mean, Trey Lance has looked pretty good in the exhibitions, but, uh, you know, if they tell Garoppolo to show up for work, he has to. He has to show up for work, yeah. And I like your point, though, is if things aren't going to reach ahead with San Francisco and he's going to have to leave, maybe go on Cleveland, win, you know, five games for them in that 11-game stretch, keep them afloat, and then show the rest of the league, hey, after this season— I'm on the market again. Come and get me. I can still get the job done as a starting quarterback. So maybe it's an avenue they explore, but I think when it's all said and done, they're just going to roll with Jacoby Brissett for the first 11 games and, and hope. I think it's too late to drop Garoppolo or any other quarterback in there and, and not know there would be growing pains at the beginning of right. the season. Uh, I think it's almost too late for Garoppolo to go anywhere, which makes me wonder if, again, he just sits out the season or maybe if Trey Lance... What if Trey Lance got hurt like in the... First game of the season, week one. And they traded him, and no, he's gone. Or, or if they hadn't traded him, then you, you bring him back. Your season's right back on track. You know, you don't have to derail any of your hopes, because what, what are you going to say? Oh, shoot, Jimmy G's in now. We're only going to go to the NFC Championship game again. I wonder how the veterans on the 49ers feel about that quarterback switch. If Trey Lance is the real deal, I'm sure they notice it in practice and they're fine with it. But if they see a little bit of you know doubt when it comes to Trey Lance, I'm sure they're kind of like, what the heck is this guy thinking? Yeah, but I remember when Maddox and Batch got hurt and Ben was a rookie and Alan Fanica complained, <laughs> said, you know, we have some kid playing quarterback yeah. now. And it, it obviously worked out good. And, you know, Al was just speaking his mind, as he always did. But I, I wonder how they really feel. And I wonder what they'll say if the Niners start off bad. Now, looking at some of the other NFL futures, and by the way, the the NFL futures menu at um, the River Sportsbook Online is just unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, so many choices, so many options, so many teases. You can tease the over-under for wins, uh, which um, which you, you 
can't do it every sports book, certainly not online. So um, my top NFL futures bet right now to win the Super Bowl, because I look for value for money, Tom. Right. I'm not just, you know. You're not picking the favorite all no, the time. No, the chalk. Like Buffalo's yeah. the chalk at plus 600. Exactly. I'm not sure they're going to win it anyway, but that's too too easy. I like the LA Chargers at plus 1,500. That's value for money. I love Herbert. I love their weaponry. I don't love that the AFC's loaded, though. That's going to be such a tough path. I also don't love that the Chargers have never been to the playoffs with Justin Herbert. That's just a whole different beast that he's going to have to step into. It but could that's happen. why he's plus 1,500. Exactly. That's why there's so much value there. But when he gets to that spot, and I think they're going to make the playoffs this year, I, just, I would bet on them making the playoffs for sure. It just seems like they're knocking down that door. When he gets there, though, and he faces playoff football for the first time, it's going to be hard to imagine him winning three or two games, getting to the Super Bowl, and then winning that game. Is there anybody you like to win the championship? Look at it odds. Look at it uh, value for money. Uh, who, who's your pick? Yeah, I kind of like the Ravens. I think that the Ravens have a decent shot. Uh, I, uh, they're not exactly the favorite. I don't like their weaponry. Yeah, that's Pass tough Lamar. to think about. Lamar can improvise and get a lot done. I'm not sure I like their weaponry. I just feel like that team always is, it's going to be cliche to say this, it's just like what these stupid Steelers fans say, but they're always right there, right? They're always in the hunt. They have a great coach in Harbaugh. Probably a better coach than Tomlin right now is John Harbaugh. He's Gee, had, you he's, think? He's had a much better recent track record, won some playoff games at least this past decade. By the but, way, i got to go off on a brief tangent. How about the Ravens have won 21 straight exhibition it's insane. games? I mean, how could you not bet on them? How do you not bet against them now, though, right? Because that's got to start oh, coming that, back in that, a different that, direction. That hidden vigorous, that doesn't work next, out. Next thing you know, you're... 10 straight losses because you're waiting for the Ravens to lose. It's, it's like Mitch Trubisky has never thrown a pick six in his career. I wonder, I'm going to I'm gonna go to the, the, the BetRivers.com website and try to find if I can get a futures bet on him throwing a pick six in week one at Cincinnati. Maybe to Mike Hilton like Ben did last year <laughs> because the odds are astronomical. I mean, right. I mean, Mitch ain't the worst quarterback ever, but he's the only quarterback since 1950 that started 50 or more NFL games. There's been almost 200 of those who's never thrown a pick six. There's a little bit of luck that has to be involved in that, and probably a little bit of cowardice on his part when it comes to maybe forcing a ball into a tight window, but that's amazing. There's a fine line between cowardice and, and uh, football savvy, Tom. But yeah, that's an amazing stat. I'd like uh, I'd like to find out if you can bet against him. I'd terrible thing to say. You're right about the Ravens weaponry, though. That's definitely their biggest question mark. I still can't believe they traded Hollywood Brown. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, they... he's a pain in the ass, and in the long run, they will not regret having but done he's, so. He's a good deep ball he's threat. He's a threat. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. But, I don't know. I love Lamar Jackson. I, I think he's he's got a lot to prove this year, too, because unbelievably, he is all of a sudden now has a chip on his shoulder that you thought he overcame when he won his first MVP award just a couple years ago, but now everybody's back to doubting Lamar Jackson. So that's, I think he, that, he's playing for the contract, too. That's a weird situation where he's negotiating his own contract, and there seems to be no urgency on his part right. to get something done. He seems he just, like he's cool with waiting, playing this whole season out, and going into next year without one. Now, Kansas City's plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl. I That's... A, that's not good value, and I think their offense is going to fade without Tyreek Hill. Or, or maybe it becomes a different kind of offense. It's possible. I mean, they still got Kelsey. Travis, Travis Kelsey's amazing. And Mahomes is good, too, obviously. And that, who's that wide receiver they have from Pittsburgh? I can't remember his name. Who-who Smith Hooster. That's right. Although yeah. I think he got injured recently, so maybe uh, he won't even be Of course he did. Patrick Mahomes. I would pick a different team. The Chargers, back to your future on the Super Bowl. I'd also put them on to win the AFC West. I, I think that someone dethrones Kansas City this year. Not to say the Chiefs won't have something to say come January in the playoffs, but it might be as a wild card for the first time in a few years. Won't be Denver. Denver with Russell Wilson. People are, are talking them up. I, I just don't see it. now. That might be fourth place. 
How about the Steelers are plus 8,000? And don't get me wrong, I think that's about right, but what's it say when the Steelers have the same odds to win the Super Bowl as the Washington Commanders? It tells me that a lot of people in this town have some pretty big disillusions when it comes to their football team this year. If that's how Vegas and the betting public sees the Steelers, because a lot of people, I don't think people think they're going to the Super Bowl, but I think they're, they believe they're in a different class than the Washington Commanders, and they're really not when you look at it. They're, no, no, they're, they're not. They're but similar they're, teams. There'll be more money bet on the Steelers to win the Super Bowl because the Steeler fans than, you know, because they'll see that as value. Yeah, When absolutely. in reality, it's just throwing money away. <laughs> This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered podcast gambling version available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, or wherever you download your podcast. Uh, follow the Bet Rivers Network on Twitter, uh, at BRN Podcast, or subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network on the YouTube page. Uh, now, uh, odds to win the AFC North. I love these futures bets. Uh, Baltimore plus 160, Cincinnati plus 200. You favor Baltimore. You've made a compelling case why. I, I don't like their weaponry, but it surprises me that Cincinnati's not favored because they improved their offensive line. They have the best receiving core in football. And Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow. That that just, I mean, I, and we should never uh, forget odds are posted to get an equal number of bets on every right. team. So that doesn't mean the bookies think Baltimore's going to win the AFC North. It just means. That's where the money is. Yeah, exactly. People probably are a little scared to bet the Bengals still, don't you think? Uh, Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl last year, and Joe Burrow is the real deal. But it's tough to get past a brand of losing for so long like Cincinnati's had. And a lot of people think they'll regress. And people have brought up on our show before, you know, they really came on late at the end of last year. They were kind of an average team until they put it all together. But the key word there is they put it all together. And they improved their offensive line immensely. It's a two-horse race for the AFC North. It's the Ravens and the Bengals, and the other two are way behind. Had Watson not been suspended yes. for so long, it would have been a three-horse yes. race. Had he not been suspended at all, uh, they probably would have been favorite. Their favorite. Because they're, they're a juggernaut. You look at their roster. I think next year they're going to be some serious, uh, a team that's going to give a lot of trouble to the AFC. Yeah, but Kenny Pickett will be starting for uh, the Steelers right. by then. You, you know, uh, one, one quick backtrack. We were talking about betting on exhibition games, which I don't recommend, except there's one guy... When he coached, remember when Steve Spurrier coached in the NFL real briefly? For Washington, right? Yeah. yeah. He thought winning exhibition games was important, <laughs> so he would try to win. Yeah. So, so like uh, Mr. Friday Afternoon, who you know from, from the, the X show, he bet on Spurrier like every game, and he, he <laughs> won pretty decent money because of that. Steelers are three-and-a-half-point underdogs at Jacksonville. I'm not sure what that says because Jacksonville's not very good, but then again, the Steelers— you know, with the quarterback shuffle and a lot of guys haven't been available, I mean, I really hope that they um, get as many of their regulars as possible in the game on Saturday for at least a quarter, especially on offense, because I think they need that continuity. Yeah, definitely. Tom, I think, said that in his press conference on Thursday, too. He said anybody who's healthy is going to play in the game for at least a little bit. So they need to get the continuity going. I like taking the Steelers in the points. I also kind of like taking the over, which is settling around like 42.5 right now. That's a little high for the preseason, but they're going to come out and throw the ball a lot if you're the Steelers' offense because you want to see what the quarterbacks are going to do. And also, their defense depth-wise is crap. So they're going to get points run up on them as well on the other side with Jacksonville. So I think the over is a really good bet. The over in the Seattle game hit by like halftime, I think. There are some people who think Jacksonville is going to break through this year, that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big year. I don't know about that. <laughs> They're in a really crappy division. That does them a lot of help. They get some help with the fact that, what, the Colts are the best team in the division probably. The Titans are okay. They could beat the Texans a couple times if they needed to. But they're, I don't know. They just, 
they're so far behind the eight ball from what Urban Meyer left them, and Trevor Lawrence just was absolutely ruined his rookie year. It's going to take more than just a year for him to. Yeah, but I think he's made a sterner stuff. I mean, look at how well he played in that last game when they upset Indianapolis That's to true. get the Steelers in the playoffs. When he finally had a real coaching staff. Now, uh, I, I want to go uh, go and take a look at the Steelers over under because at the Rivers Sportsbook online, you can tease it up and down. Right. Now, the real over under right now seems to be seven and a half. Okay, they're. they're uh, Minus 107 for over 7.5, minus 117 for under 7.5, but you can tease to 6.5 or 8.5. How would you bet? I would tease to 6.5 and, and go over, because I think 7 and 10 is probably the sweet spot for them. Yeah, that's uh, that's plus 155. That's mm, not bad. So not terrible value. Yeah, or I'll tell you what, um, over 8.5 is plus 170, but boy, I just don't see I don't think that. they're going to get to 9. I think seven and ten is going to be the the spot that they end up landing. By the way, I love that that they have a the tees at the Rivers Online Sportsbook and b that it's half because I hate that push on the futures. Exactly, because you worst. wait the whole friggin' season right. to see if you win your bet. I, I'd rather lose than push. <laughs> the at no that blood, point. yeah, exactly. Of course, that's ridiculous. I'd much rather win. <laughs> now, before I give my uh, my uh, Premier League betting tips which I think I can make an annoying feature that will just really bother people that listen to this podcast. Perfect. Which is why I'll do it at the end of the podcast. But I have a new feature, which we, we, may, we may eventually move to the X show, but it's called Five Guys. And uh, you could maybe get it sponsored by Burgatory, McDonald's, something like that. But, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name, actually, this will be your responsibility moving forward, Tom. Good. All you will tell me is the genre. But you name five guys from the same genre, and you kind of riff on that. And today, it's going to be a real cliched five guys. It's going to be quarterbacks. So let's talk about five uh, relatively random NFL quarterbacks and how they'll do. First off, Baker Mayfield. I, I bet he kills it in Carolina. He was hard done by in Cleveland. He gave them everything he could. He played hurt last year. He gave them stability. He beat the Steelers in the playoff game, and they defecated all over him. I feel he got a raw deal. And in the last year of his contract, he's playing for his career, too. And he doesn't have bad weaponry around him. You know, it's not like he's going to the Ravens. The Carolina Panthers, if McCaffrey can stay healthy, but that's a big if. He never stays healthy. DJ Moore at wide receiver is a good wide receiver, a better receiver than anybody, I think, on Cleveland right now. I know they have Amari Cooper, but I'd take DJ Moore over Amari Cooper right now. I think he's poised to have a decent year. They're not going to win the division with Tom Brady there, but I would not be surprised if we look up come week 15, week 16, and they're still sniffing around the wild card hunt. The NFC is just such that's crap right. this That's year. right. Anybody could make the, yeah, the, the, the six, playoffs, the, five, the wild six, card seven the NFC, seeds. for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I tend to think he'll do okay. Christian McCaffrey, though, boy, there's a guy. When he's healthy, he's so good. Maybe the best in the NFL. But I, I trust him more to be on the cover of GQ than I would for him to be healthy. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. He reminds me of Juju a bit. He's got his uh, irons in a lot of branding fires, but he doesn't play much football sometimes. You're right. He always, like, I know you don't like fantasy football at all, but he comes out with, like, every year, and this year's no exception. He's at the top of the heap for running backs every year. This guy's going to get the most points. Draft him first overall. Never pans out that way. You're right. His brand seems to be stronger than his actual football acumen now. We mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo before. Let's stay with him. Uh, I thought he's getting kind of bad deal in San Francisco. What do you think ultimately happens to him? I think he's going to end up staying in San Francisco at least for or, or the beginning of the season, not playing at all. But I think what's going to happen is a big injury is going to happen, and it looked like it might have happened with Zach Wilson in the Jets, and that seemed like a match made in heaven, but only two to four weeks. What's yeah, the, but, what's but the they're point? not going to win anyway, so what's That's the point? That's true. That's true. 
Uh, but I just feel like he's going to end up in San Francisco for the most part. Maybe a big injury happens to a team that's contending or thinks they're contending, and they try to throw a second or a third round pick at San Fran to get him over here. But because that's got to be a headache for San Francisco too. Like if he's the number two quarterback, I guess it depends on the guy. If he not, ex- that, not if he that they handled role, it great either, right? Like they 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 really screwed. And the this shoulder guy. injury made them delay and. Every time you delay that decision, whether for good reason or bad, the decision gets harder. He has to look in the mirror and wonder what he did wrong, right? I've been to the NFC Championship game two of the past three years, and one of those years I went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Chiefs, who were a dynasty in the making with young Patrick Mahomes. And kept them in the game with a chance to win. Yeah, they lost it in the fourth quarter. You could argue that their defense did them a disservice more than Jimmy G. Do you think if Garoppolo would have won that Super Bowl, that he'd still be the quarterback? He has to be, right? What if he had made the Super Bowl last year? But lost it still? Yep. Even if he lost it, I think they'd have that window to be like, well, you can get us there, but you can't get over the hump, so we're going to go to Trey Lance. Which is ridiculous when you say that out loud. Yeah. There's Jimmy G. I mean, he he's deserved better. Like, he didn't get screwed in New England because you can't, you know, promote him ahead of Brady, although I think Belichick right. wanted to at one point. <laughs> but just, it's like, just, I don't know, it's just a crazy situation for him and for Baker Mayfield, too. Like, like quarterback, unless you're like a clear, established the guy type of quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, yeah. there's a lot of twists and turns. Oh, no question. And I hate that everybody wants them to be the guy that comes in right away and is great. You can just be average until you ascend to being great. Like, I look at a guy like Matt Ryan's career trajectory. He wasn't like a world beater when he came in, but he was okay. But he stayed in the same system and he stayed on the same team for long enough. He ends up winning an MVP when it's a perfect storm. He gets to a Super Bowl, should have won the Super Bowl, lost it. But it's but, just but the pulling of the plug too early. They don't want to be patient. It's awful. It's awful. Uh, okay, we, we referenced Zach Wilson. I got to go to him. He's my favorite quarterback, even though he's out two to four weeks with the MCL. And I, I got to be honest, I think he's probably out longer. Meniscus tear, too. Like yeah, MCL, I said, yeah. Okay, that's just. Not two to four weeks. Like we we've been around this sport for long enough that we know that that's not going to be that easy of a recovery for him. And but like you said, the Jets aren't going to go anywhere this this year anyway. So See, why why would you even want to rush him back? Well, if he, hey, I think he's pretty good. Okay, I think he has all the tools. I think he's a hot mess. I think he's fun to follow. Banging his mom's friend. He's a great quarterback for New York. Like, let me. Can't, can't you see him dating a Kardashian? Yes. At some point. Well, actually, there's one place where he's decidedly not qualified. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, I, I just think that he he's going to be fun to watch, and I, I think he'll make them better. But I just feel like that's a cursed franchise, probably the curse of Mike Greenberg. Who thinks the Steelers can win can the win division, the by the way? North. Yeah, he's a real genius guy there. But yeah, the Jets just always go nowhere. They've ruined so many quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, I don't think, was going to be a bad quarterback coming out of college. They the gave Jets up on him too quick. And they obliterated him. He's, he's awful right now. Well, the, the problem, with, again, with quarterback, it depends so much where you go. Like, yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence is really good, but he might end up being in the wrong place. I think Zach Wilson might be too. And look at Mac Jones. Just ends up not. You would look at Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and say, any day of the week, those guys are more talented than Mac Jones. Mac Jones lands in the right spot, and all of a sudden, he's in the NFL top 100 this year, and he is taking his team to the playoffs last year. Now, uh, moving down the list, Justin Fields in Chicago. I think they're a terrible team, and I think he will look terrible because of it. I'm not sure he's that good to begin with. He strikes me as a not too good version of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson light. That's yeah. what you're getting in Chicago. Way light, as in no alcohol. <laughs> I think he could be okay. Uh, he's going to make a lot of plays happen with his legs. But I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky than Justin Fields. Really? Right now. Ooh, right now. I don't yeah. know if I agree with that. I mean, what's Justin Fields done? Look, uh, well, how, I mean, You're right. Mitch has gone to the playoffs with that team that Justin Fields is now commanding. 
But I don't know. I just, it's so early to give up on him. I liked him a lot coming out of college. Oh, no, it's way too early to give up yeah. on him. I just think he's in a bad spot, too. Well, especially when we just talked about how teams are so impatient. If you don't really show something in his second year here, they're going to start looking ahead to see you moving on if you're Chicago. It not only depends on the caliber of the team, it depends on the quality of the organization. Because while I've been critical of a lot of decisions the Steelers have made over the past decade— if, like, say, Baker Mayfield or Zach Wilson, any of the quarterbacks we've talked about, if they were the successor to Ben Roethlisberger here in Pittsburgh, I think they'd be dynamite because I think the Steelers would help them figure it out. Kind of like what you see they're doing with Kenny Pickett right now. They, yeah. they didn't just draft Kenny him number Pickett 20. Kenny Pickett has improved by leaps and bounds since getting uh, to training camp. He and that, really has. And that's because they handled it the right way. You don't have to just throw him into the first team reps, compete with Mitch right off the bat. Bring him along super slow. And that's exactly what they've done, and he's gotten a lot better. So yeah, they would have been able to incubate any of those quarterbacks a lot better than the teams they went to. Now, the, the last uh, quarterback we're going to talk about in five guys, Mason Rudolph. Oof. Um, I think they I think they should keep I think they should keep all three quarterbacks. I think they'll need them all. Yeah, absolutely. And Rudolph knows the system so and if Mitch Trubisky goes down week 1, you've brought this up a thousand times. You want Mason Rudolph to come in and finish off the game against Cincinnati. There's just no way that Kenny Pickett would be more equipped to win that game on the fly right. in the second quarter if Mitch goes down than Mason. Well, one thing I'm going to talk about on on the show on the X uh, and hopefully those listening have heard this by now. Here's how I would handle the quarterback situation. I wouldn't trade Rudolph because, like I said, you need him. I, I think I think Dan Moore Jr. going to get somebody killed at some point. Right. Uh, so I would keep all three quarterbacks. I think all three will start a game at some point during the season. And if you want to get Kenny Pickett more reps, there's no law that says you can't give him more reps. You can give as many as you want. So I would make Mason Rudolph the number two quarterback on game day. I would make Kenny Pickett the number two quarterback in practice. And if that leaves Mason Rudolph slightly ill-prepared, uh, if, if Trubisky gets hurt, well, that's a risk you need to take to help develop Kenny Pickett. So that's what I would do, and maybe at some point, six or seven games in, maybe Pickett's ready to be the full-fledged number two. I think you're seeing that plan kind of be put into action on Saturday night against Jacksonville. Tomlin named his quarterback order, Mitch first, then Kenny second, and Mason third. I don't think that's necessarily because Kenny has just shocked and awed everybody into moving ahead of Mason on the depth chart. It's just, what does Mason really need to show us anymore? We've seen enough of Mason Rudolph. We know what we're going to get. He knows the system more exactly what he is. Exactly. So why don't we give Kenny the more, as Tomlin loves to put it, varsity reps. Yeah, I really feel like like Tomlin's so smart when he says stuff like that. <laughs> that reminds me he's a genius. No, I <laughs> see, I think Mason Rudolph, I don't think he's been hard done by in the way he's been used. I think he's been hard done by in, in the way he's perceived. Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely a he's, much better quarterback than people think he he's is. He's a legitimate NFL backup quarterback who will probably spend 10 years in the league but never start, never be the starter. He'll start the game here and there like he has done, but he'll never be the starter, the guy. But he will collect those nice paychecks, and he will collect that NFL pension. So he he's going to have a long career in the NFL, no question. Te- teams want him as their backup right now. They just know they don't have to trade any capital for him because eventually he's going to be available, right? I mean, you'd think so, yeah. if, even if you have to wait until next year. But no, See, one, no one wants to trade a fourth-round pick for him. If, if you want to trade him, you know what you need to do? You need to wait and keep him on the roster till some team gets a quarterback hurt during the season, and then they got to make a move and might overpay to some slight degree, like a fourth, maybe even third-round pick, but I doubt that even because I think there's going to be better options. I mean, how do you ask another team for significant return for Mason Rudolph when Jimmy Garoppolo is still, available. Yeah, you have to wait until that domino falls before you can even move Mason. Well, that's the Five Guys segment. Uh, it was great, wasn't it? I loved it. Yeah, brought to you by some burger joint. Uh, one, one thing before I get to my, my PL uh, picks before we wrap up. 
One thing I love to bet on, and, and go to the uh, Bet Rivers uh, online uh, site because this is a bet on there, and I will definitely figure this one out and bet. I love that you can bet on things people vote on. Okay, because because you can look at the peculiarities of the voting, right? And and, and make make uh, you know you're not just judging who should win it; you're betting on who's going to win it. Now, case in point, here are the odds for NFL Defensive Player of the Year: Miles Garrett plus seven hundred, Aaron Donald plus seven hundred, T.J. Watt, the defending winner, plus eight hundred. Who's your pick there? Aaron Donald. Why? People just want to keep giving him that defensive player of the year. They love giving. Was he have three now? Give him a fourth one. Keep establishing that he's the best defensive player of all time. Narrative that they love to pedal in your face. See, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. You're going to go Miles Garrett, yes, aren't you? because I don't think they're going to want to give it to T.J. Watt twice in a row. Okay, and and I think they're t- probably tired of giving it to Aaron okay. Donald. Okay, and who could we give it to that's different? Miles now, it depends on the kind of season they have. I'm assuming they all they're play all well enough to beaters. be in the yeah, running. Exactly. Yeah, to be in the running, and. Um, who would, so I would bet Miles Garrett based on based on what I consider to be the idiosyncrasies of the voters. Although your point about giving it to the same guy just over and establishing over again, him as the greatest ever that got Gretzky how many MVPs? Right? They just ah, we'll give it to Gretzky because he's the best. And we can just keep throwing a look four defensive put five defensive player of the year awards. But but with the pressure on with Watson suspended, can't you see Garrett having even more of a monster season? Garrett's a great player too. A great player. He, he gets so uh, overshadowed, especially in this town, because of the Watt Garrett rivalry that is propped up. And the thing with Mason Rudolph. Yeah, exactly. You but, know what's funny? Uh, Pittsburgh hates Rudolph for that, and they hate Garrett for that. They hate Rudolph. <laughs> they hit their own he, guy, and they hate- Rudolph looked weak and scared. <laughs> Garrett's a dink. Who but, lied? But Garrett, first overall pick when he was drafted, absolute specimen. He's bigger than Watt. He's faster than Watt. He is a great NFL. player. Who would you rather have, Garrett or Watt? <sighs> if I was. Taking all of bias aside, and I was picking between these two guys, they worked out in front of me. It would have to be, right? Yeah, he, just, he does He more. looks so much better. He, and he does more. And here's the thing about, about Watt. He's hurt a lot. Yep. I mean, G- not, not Garrett gets hurt sometimes, too. Not as much as Watt. Yeah, well, Garrett, didn't Garrett have the one big injury a couple years ago? I don't remember that. I'll look up his We're, we're not beholden to facts. Yeah, we who can cares? Just, you know. No, Garrett plays every game. He's better than Watt. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and, and Garrett plays every series in the fourth quarter, at yep. least as far as I know. So I would probably rather have Garrett... And, and Watt's the biggest, the best edge rusher in football. Yeah. However, and I've said this on my show, I don't think there's any more overrated plays in football than the first and second down sack. I think it's too easy to get yardage back with the proliferation of passing games. Especially if you're playing a team like the Chargers, the Chiefs, who have a great quarterback. A third and 15 mean nothing to guys And like it that. applies especially in playoff games. And look at the quarterbacks that you're playing in your division. Joe Burrow, does thir- third and 15 mean anything to him? Lamar Jackson can run for that much, easily. If Deshaun, when Deshaun Watson comes back, that's nothing to him. So, yeah, first and second down, it's third down sacks that are, are the money makers. Okay, real quickly, uh, because we've run over, because this has been so... Uh, enthralling. <laughs> I've been betting Premier League soccer, uh, and I'm, I'm maybe don't take my advice because I'm one and four and down one hundred fifty six dollars <laughs> and fifty cents. I bet fifty bucks a shot. That means the hot streak's coming though. Uh, well, I think the people should bet exactly as I suggest. So this week I got West Ham United to win at home against Brighton at plus one thirty three. Don't forget in in soccer there's three results. Right. A draw is not a push. You bet win. Uh, we, one team to win, or you can bet a draw. And it's funny because oftentimes every bet is plus. 
Every bet's an underdog. Yeah, you can also bet, if I'm not mistaken, not to lose, right? Which just means you grab win and draw in the yes. same thing. Yes. They just can't lose the game. That's no fun. <laughs> uh, so I got West Ham to win uh, at Brighton. West Ham's 0-2. They're a good team, better than that. They might figure into Europe. I got Fulham to win at home against Brentford. Fulham's plus 148. Fulham just got promoted two draws, including against Liverpool. Uh, Brentford killed Man United 4-0 last week, but I think you have a hangover you after that. come down after that. Yeah, because they're not that good. That was just, uh, I mean, United was so bad, and and, um, and and Brentford just had a game they're not going to play nearly that well twice in a row. I also, here's one I haven't decided on yet. Um, either Phil Foden to score for Man City against Newcastle at plus 270, because he's, I think he's their best player, and he doesn't have a goal yet. Well, no, De Bruyne is their best player, but he's their to me, well, no, Erling Haaland's their best offensive. They got a threat. lot of best players. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that's the that's the, the the buy money as opposed to the Saudi money. <laughs> um, or I might take Erling Haaland to score two goals or more for City, which is plus three seventy. Those goal scoring props are the ones you get a ton of value in in soccer. Well, and if you know what you know what you gotta not that the not that the bookies that BetRivers.com doesn't look at this, but you gotta look at who takes the penalties. It's huge. If one team has the guy, the same guy take all the penalties, which Holland looks like he's, he's going doing to, it for Man City. You got You got to take. You got to take the penalty taker, Alan Scherer, who um, I think still is, and certainly at one time still was the Premier League's all-time leading goal scorer. He had it in his contract that if he was on the field when a penalty was awarded, he had the option to take it. You couldn't tell him to not take the penalty. He, he had to tell you he wasn't. taking Yeah, you it. would be in violation of his contract. <laughs> and I remember, I forget who it was. There was, uh, they were, uh, he was on Newcastle, and this is, you know, 20 years ago, and they were beating some team like 5 nothing. He had two, he had, uh, he had no goals. Right. Okay. And a teammate had three, had two goals. So there's a penalty, and the guy wanted to take the penalty to take, get the hat trick. Sheer walked up, took the ball from his hands, and put it down on the spot and scored. <laughs> you know, it's in the contract. It's in the contract. What can you do? So, well, that, uh, do I have anything else? No. You're not betting on, you're, are you done betting on Liverpool? I know you've done it a couple times and they've uh, come to bite you a little bit. You see, I hate to bet because I'll never bet against Liverpool. You're already so emotionally invested in the game. What's the point of putting money behind it? Well, the last bet worked out real well. I had Liverpool to to um, to beat uh, Crystal Palace at Anfield and Nunez to score parlay. And, of course, Nunez got red carded and they tied. He pulled a Zidane. So, no, I may not... Uh, I may not bet Liverpool this week. Well, we play United. <laughs> a Monday, too. So United, United 0-2, Liverpool, no wins, two draws. It's just, I knew this game would matter, but I didn't think for the <laughs> for the reasons it does. Uh, okay, let's, let's uh, Mark Madden Unfiltered, the gambling version, we do a, Another unfiltered version. We gotta we gotta come up with better names. Uh, it's available on the Bet Rivers Network, BetRivers.com, or wherever you download your podcasts. Um, subscribe. You can subscribe to Mark Madden. I'm so blissed. You subscribe to this? You can do that? Oh, yeah. You subscribe to these things. Really? How do you get notified? You subscribe, and immediately when we drop a new episode, boom, download it into your queue, push notification to your phone, listen to Mark Madden right now. I would like to see a situation where if you subscribe, that if you don't immediately listen when it becomes available, somebody shows up at your house and roughs you up. You have ten minutes to listen. Yeah, ten minutes to listen. Once the podcast goes live, you have ten minutes, or, or else, or, or we got a problem. So next week, uh, normally the gambling one will be hosted by me and Mike Pursuta. Tom and I will do the. We got to come up with better names. We'll come up with better names. We, 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 like like how about the Mark Madden Gambling Fever podcast? I like that. And then Mark Madden on Phil, well Pursuta. It is Gambling Fever. Dear God! <laughs> oh, that guy's going to be throwing money around on this podcast did, like crazy. Did, did you see the uh, the the photographs from the Steelers media? Yes. Dinner? 
Okay. What a great time that looked like. Well, it looked like like there were probably what a dozen people there. Yeah. It looked like you'd be lucky if if four or five of them made it through the dinner alive. That was not the healthiest looking crew ever. And don't get me wrong, I'm no one to talk, but that was borderline. Dep- I mean, Pursuit looked young. <laughs> well, that's at the end of training camp. You got to remember. So that's three weeks of Sharky's beers and just. Same old crap every day, listening to Tomlin speaking his Tomlinisms after practice. Well, that's that's like Glenn Fry, the late Glenn, Glenn Fry, the Eagles once said. He goes, he goes when you, when you finished the tour with the Eagles, you looked like a, a, a two-term wartime <laughs> president. You know, he'd just been through so much. That's what they all look like, all the beards, the ratty beards that they had. Ugh. That's Tom Offerman. Thank you for listening to Mark Madden Unfiltered, the gambling podcast. Wait, that's not how I sign off. How do I sign off here? Subscribe. Do it now. I'm Mark Madden. Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.